I heard some people say this in Montgomery, but uh, pull that door too. And there, it's it's like there's only the one door. Like why why are we? Where's this other door that we're pulling? Like I don't I don't I don't I don't quite get <laughs> I it. I heard he can explain this. I don't one. I don't yeah. quite get it. Blame it on my Yankee. I don't know, but I just say pull it too. Like you're pulling it too to you. Like so pull like, that door to you. You're letting the air get out. Pull it. Shut it. Shut the door. Yeah, it's like shut the door, but pull it too. Pull that door too. What if it, what if it's a push to close? <laughs> Grab the key. What's up, y'all? Trey Lewis here. Welcome to my podcast, DM Monday. Yeah, we've got a we got a great guest on today, Mr. Cody Parks. Y'all say hey, Cody Parks. Hey. Thanks for having me. Um, he is uh, the the intro song. He's the guy singing it. Thank God for Melodon. So, I just yeah. <laughs> I heard it took. Uh, I heard it only took like less than five minutes. No, uh, probably. I mean, I was in that booth probably like two minutes. Honestly, how long did it take you to learn the lyrics? Um. Uh, not long. I mean, it's only yeah. like six lines. Did, did it? Did it feel like one of your songs? Yeah, I like it. Like rocking like that. Yeah. Will we hear that at a at a, a show coming hey, soon? Hey, we yeah. might. I would love to see you and Possum King just yeah. head banging on. Yeah, that'd be um, killer. Ben, we were in the uh, van, and Ben was like, "What do you think about this uh, for the thing?" He was like, "I'm going to get Cody Parks to sing it," and I was like, "Already in before I heard it." So. Hell yeah. Um. But yeah, you didn't you sing it in like two takes? He was like, "Yeah, you're good." Yeah, I man. went in. I went in and sang it like. Uh, fucked up like a couple lines and I'm like uh, I mean I'm just I mean you know how it is you go in a studio and you sing a song a hundred times and you comp it and do all the things and I was like uh, I was like yeah man let me uh, let me you want to take it line by line he's like uh, he's like honestly I'm probably just going to keep 70% of that one yeah, and I sang it like two more times. And that was it. I was like, Damn. all right, whatever. Spent more time you driving sure? to his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He spent yeah. more time driving yeah. to fucking Pleasant View. Yeah. You either really crushed it, or Ben Miller knows some serious studio magic. He does. Yeah, that's for sure. He's a uh, he just produced uh, Terry's record, which we got to hear some mixes. Sweet. Sounds fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, so we're back, baby. We're back. It's been a hell of a two weeks for me. Damn, I haven't seen y'all forever. Yeah, Bonner. I haven't seen bon- you forever, Bonner. Bonner, what? <laughs> I've been out with every band but y'all. Yeah, Bonner, what, what the fuck have you been up to? I did a frat gig. Have you been, like, sad or anything? Oh, hell yeah, I'm always depressed. But, uh, <laughs> I was at, uh, I did a frat at UGA this weekend, and they had uh, Carter Cruz, the porn star, DJ after the band. Awesome. Porn star, like a male porn have star or ever, a female? Have you ever, you know... No, I didn't. I wasn't her? familiar okay. who she was, yeah. but, you know... I had you don't even watch porn, really, Not do you? really, I'm, no. I got you into Alexis, Texas. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Good that time. That ass. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a good time. Uh, did that and ready to be back on the road with y'all this week. Yeah. It's going to be a damn good time. We are going to... Um, North Carolina, Laurenburg, North Carolina. We we're mud playing bog. mud bash. Mud bash. It's a high level mud bog. So, um, I don't know. The last two weeks has been kind of a whirlwind for me. Um, You've been fishing. I went fishing. Um, I got a girlfriend. Um, I'm no longer single. Damn. Damn. What's yeah. that unreleased track? My ex came over. Hey, last don't worry. Night. I just want to let everybody know <laughs> that people are wondering. I've written a lot of songs about. Um, the X and all that stuff, and I uh, still plan to put out those anthems. So 
don't don't worry. You know, we're still gonna have breakup anthems coming out. Oh, also too, I've been on a diet. By the time this episode comes out, we'll be for a month straight. Hell Let's yeah. Let's go. Yeah, dude. I'm not I'm still fat, but I'm not even fat anymore. Dude, you turn I'm, uh, I'm getting all your weight. Bonner's getting your weight, but it's yeah, going yeah. to muscle. You turn sideways, you disappear. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I haven't like uh, I only weighed one time and I lost like five pounds, but I think I've lost more than that because like my 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 belt's like all the way, you know. Like I either order a new belt. What, what or, diet is it? Uh, I mean, I'm just not eating all the things I love. Basically, you know, he's just hating himself every meal. Yeah. You know, no. I mean, it feels good, man. Honestly, like I just feel like it was just in, like another chain in my um, my progress to becoming the better version of myself. And uh, I feel like on all fronts, I'm. I was just like, man, if I could just like get this shit under control, I'd be crushing it. You know, nice. and it feels awesome. good to like. I'm a completely off caffeine. I haven't had caffeine in like almost two weeks. More wow. coffee for me on the yeah. on the shows yeah. on the rider. Um, it's been tough, but it's been it's been worth it, and I feel good. Um, I'm not like because like what I would do is I would drink caffeine all day and then I would come down off of it and just binge eat like I was doing cocaine. You know what I mean? I don't know. You probably never done coke, but I, I have not. I've yeah. not done. I couldn't handle um, alcohol. I definitely didn't want to try. But cocaine. yeah, so I did that and then um, I went fishing down in Beanville. Shout out to Beanville Outdoors. It's Dean. Nope. Yeah, Dean and uh You had some hogs, that's all. Yeah, we caught some big ones. The last time I went I caught eight pounder this time I only caught two fours, but you know, it was it was a good time. Fours and, a fight. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Cody catches some big fish. We went fishing that one day after golf and we didn't catch anything. Where'd y'all go? You can't really fish in Nashville. Uh, we just said there's that there's that uh lake on uh two rivers, like golf course. Oh. I'll tell you what though, the first time I went fishing out there, um Second cast, I call probably like a three or four pounder. What is that lake that time we, you, we talked about it in the group chat? You that's know it. That's it. Yeah. 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 I mean, we all you, went. If you got the, fuck, if you got the damn, if you got the right shit out there, I mean, you could catch solid bass. It's yeah. just everybody that goes out there is trying to out there with crickets and worms and just catching yeah. like fucking shell crackers and bluegills, bluegills or whatever. And, um, yeah. Catfish, whatever. But yeah, so we went down there. I get to go back in June for free to shoot content to help them like get customers down there. So Bonner, you're going with me. I haven't told you about it. Oh, yet. cool. Let me know. I'll put it in my calendar. Yeah, you're going to be shooting content and you're going to fish. You're going to catch fish. Nice. That's every good. time I go fishing with Bonner, he doesn't want to fish. I'm fishing this time. Hey, yeah, this time. Yeah, we have a guy that's. You'll, you'll definitely catch something. If uh, I can catch stuff, for you'll those catch you, stuff. For those of you who don't know, Beanville Outdoors is badass. It's like um, they have cabins down there. You you sleep in a cabin. You have a guide every day. They th- feed you three meals a day. It's damn. You had it's me the, the ultimate food. bass heaven fishing experience. Mm. Beanvilleoutdoors.com, I think. Check them how out. Did, how did Patrick account. do down there? Did he was Patrick he... didn't have good luck, man. He, he he was. I outfished him all three days, which is um, very uncommon because every time we go to in Alabama, he outfishes me. So he still probably but, had a great time though. Um. So I went on the fishing trip. I got back from the fishing trip, and Priscilla was playing at Zydeco in Birmingham. And I was like, hey, I'm going to come to the show tonight. And then, like, a couple hours later, she was like, do you want to get up and play Dig Down in Dallas? I was like, fuck yeah. Her show was awesome. There was a shit ton of people there. I think she played at Peaches and... Um, Sidetracks. Sidetracks and Huntsville sold both of those shows out. So it's really cool to, um, you know, when I when I came out, the hometown crowd flipped out, you know. So that was cool. And then we played our shows and... Back in Nashville today, wrote a song, and now we're filming a podcast, you know, back to 
busting ass as usual. Yeah, and and those are two of our last headlining shows in the southeast for yeah. a while. And well, we've got we're going to North Carolina. This well, that's weekend. to me. To me, it's like the, you have the yeah. deep south, and then you've got like the Carolinas and stuff. Like your home, like the last time we're in Georgia and Alabama for a good. Good long good while, while on yeah. on on the on doing Trey Lewis shows. Yeah. What'd you think of Macon and good old Montgomery, baby? The range, uh, man, it was awesome. Love that place. Um, what do you call it? The trailer bar. Well, that's what everybody else calls me. So shout out to Katie Brooks and Joanne. I think her last name's Elrod or Alrod. Um, they're diehard. They're two of the, the, the ladies that bring us the cookies, yeah. which they, you hate now because you can't eat the cookies. Yeah, I can't eat. The cookies. But she brings. I mean, that, I can, but I'll be a fat ass. Yeah, no, because you're sticking to your diet. So me and Ben and Nick ate all the cookies this weekend. But they were saying they were um, the week before they were at the Aniston show, and they were saying we'll see you next week at Trailer Bar. I'm like, what's Trailer Bar? I'm like, oh, the range. We just call it Trailer Bar. I'm like, all right, Trailer Bar. Cody Parks, you need to play at the trailer bar you would crush it down there bro clay and the boys would love it johnny (laughs) all of them yeah it's because it's like uh we'll go anywhere they just played florabama yeah, what is what is your what is a cody parks in the dirty south how's the florabama yeah what is the florabama like for you guys sign a dildo um yeah, yeah Florida Brown was awesome. Uh, uh, nah, man. I mean, it's like I mean, we love playing there. It's nuts. What I think is cool is like we go places like that, and we're doing like, well, of course, we do like all the the country things, and but it's like when we kick into like some eighties metal or even like our really heavy like originals, it's like that's when the place like turns upside down. The place that yeah. those people appreciate yeah. what you guys yeah. do, which is cool. You know, when I first moved to town, uh, I think for the first people that i ever wrote with was brent gafford and um and it was matt mckinney too but he said man i'm going over to the local tonight to see cody parks there south i'd never seen y'all or i don't even think me and you had met at that point yeah and i remember going in there and being like this is insane you know <laughs> like this is awesome dirty thursday but oh, then yeah. you know uh with things being busy i don't know i just never came out again until the other night with and like now i know you you know we wrote long list of exes together and mm-hmm. you know we're you know we hang out each we've been to each other's houses you know we're friends um i don't know just seeing you the other night in your element you know like holding the mic fucking the hip thrusting and we're, like we're cody parks the dirty shit. south we're and gonna just, kick your ass <laughs> and just seeing like seeing uh you know gina front row just you know like getting down man it was it was really cool oh yeah man yeah and i i wore my um my Cody Parks sh- shirt to um, Corbin, my mm-hmm. show in Corbin. And every night I take my shirt off and throw it into the crowd if they earn it. Mm-hmm. Well, that night I had the shirt on, I threw it out, but the girl came in the merch line, so I switched shirts with her and got the shirt back. Sweet. Yeah. That's cool. So I can wear it again. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, good times. Uh, we're going on tour with Kid Rock. Yep. In case y'all didn't know, I just found out yesterday that we're playing It's a Fucking Rhyming. I'm gonna sing "Dick Down in Dallas" at the Ryman from the from the campfire to the Ryman to the Ryman. And we just talked about the Ryman too, like that night before on the phone, which is nuts. I think that's how I'm gonna introduce the song to fucking around at the campfire with friends to singing "Dick Down at the Ryman." Here you go, motherfuckers! <laughs> and the ca- the crowd's gonna love it because so when Kid Rock does, he does a comedy show like as part of the Nashville Comedy Week. Uh-huh. So he's doing his comedy show where I think he's performing as well along with a bunch of big uh-huh. comedians. And so it's it's going to be a rowdy crowd. It's the That's perfect crowd for Dick Down. I'm Dallas. very yeah. excited. Yeah. How crazy is that, man? It's insane. 
Yeah. Cross that off your list. Yeah. Play the rhyming. Alex called me yesterday and said, uh, so rehearsals are in, where are they at? Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Ohio. He's like, me and you and Kid Rock and his manager are going to ride on us private jet to rehearsals and then we're gonna fly back and i'm like okay cool i mean you know whatever at this point nothing surprises Just wake you. me up when this is over you know <laughs> yeah like whatever um and we're going to colorado yeah we're going to colorado well the first kid rock dates are what bonner uh it's in evansville indiana, evansville, evansville, indiana. indiana. omaha nebraska minneapolis, minneapolis. And we get no. It's St. Paul. It's St. Paul. St. Paul. It's the the other it's a, other the second city in the Twin the Cities. Right. But we're yeah. doing Wild Greg. Yeah, we're doing Wild, Wild Greg's. We're doing Barrel and Vine, and then we have um, on that Thursday we have a headlining date in Joplin, Missouri. Oh, which nice. It's gonna be fun too. Nice. And we're gonna be in a fucking bus. Yeah, because Colorado. Let's talk all- about Ben getting on to you for being on your phone. Um. Yeah, it happens. Oh, and what, what, what the thing is, like, if the. It's one thing if the phone's like in your hand, but to me, we have like our little mount. So it's like I'm looking on the road. I'm, I'm in cruise. Well, I'm sometimes in cruise control. F- yeah. FYI, little news for you: van cruise control. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, sometimes it, it doesn't. Does. You got to you got to pray to the Lord, and the Lord doesn't like me. So most of the time, cruise control don't work for me. But anyway, um, I sit there and I tap. Jesus and, loves you, bro. I, I think he. Do. I hope he does. He can come to mass with me this week on Saturday. <laughs> I should go to mass with you. That would be a blast. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. back to this cruise but, control. Um, hold but, on, hold on. What's what's up with you going to mass lately? What, what started that? Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like I have anything to lose at this point. I'm pretty depressed. It's, it's so. also yeah. Easter season, so this is a good time of year to go in the Catholic Church. Yeah. Catholicism. Calendar. I don't know. I've been trying to go more this year because I stopped going like completely. Yeah, I remember you like you were like really into it, and then you quit going. Yeah, so we're back. Are you, are you like trying to do the thing like go to church and get you a good girl? Is that uh, not yeah, really? It yeah, reminds I don't think me so. reminds me of Letterkenny. If you guys have ever seen one of the first Letterkenny episodes. Episodes. Deary takes Wayne to to youth group, oh, and, no. and he's like, "This is where you meet all the good girls." And it's like these girls going up and like handing out cookies and shit. So Damn. that could be what you're doing. You I'm could not find doing you so. I am going to the one uh, Christ the King on Belmont Boulevard. Oh, but nice. you gotta find some bougie girls there. I hope so. Belmont Boulevard. Yeah, can I get a raise? <laughs> did you, did you, uh, we just gave you a raise, folks. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you get any DMs from uh, the last week's episode? No, none. Okay. They're dry out there. Oh damn! What about that one girl? It's like, are you into cougars? Oh you yeah, grab the KY. I tagged you. Yeah, like, yeah I gotta exactly, check it out. Exactly. I've, been, I've been on your account. I guess I missed it. Oh man, I tagged you in it, but I might have tagged your old Instagram. Yeah, I'm getting banned. Yeah, what's up with the two? Which if I'm tagging you in something, I uh, do the by Trey Bonner. By Trey Bonner, because they're okay. trying to ban me on the other one, so I'm just fighting the man over here. <laughs> you and Wild Greg, me and Wild the man. Greg, yeah. That's what I can't wait for. I'm excited to hear about. All right, the what was your stupid story you were telling? Bro? My story, oh, my st- for real, <laughs> new segment, for real stupid story. Um, but the way it's like mounted, you can still like drive and just do a couple taps. You know, yeah. you got to send some Snapchats out. You got to do yeah. the thing. So, well, and half the time it's like a message from you or a message from Alex or whatever. So it's like I'm kind of working. What I love is when Ben lays down and goes to sleep. That's yeah. one of my. That's my favorite because yeah. it's like when you're driving and it's like I'd rather see like McElwain's big big drunk smile in the van coming home on a travel day then seeing ben just like glare into the thing you know yeah yeah so but yeah. what about Burrell's dumb word of the week my dumb word Phrase. of this week i heard some people say this in montgomery um at the trailer bar which was kind of interesting because there aren't a lot of doors at the trailer bar and it's an outdoor venue but uh pull that door too and there it's it's like there's only the one door like why why are we where's this other door that we're pulling like i don't i don't i don't i don't quite get <laughs> it Cody can explain this i don't one. i don't yeah. quite get it blame it on my yankee i don't know but I, I i don't get it like what other door am i fucking pulling cody i'll let you take this like, one away like, enlighten me what do i do 
I just say pull it too. Like you're pulling it too to you. Yeah, but I already there's no other you're door to closing. close. The door's already closed. Like what? What does it mean? It's no, like the, pull it also. Pull it also. Like, so pull like, that door too. You're letting the air get out. Pull the door. Pull the door. Pull the door. Yeah, that's like, like pull it. Pull it. Shut it. Shut the door. Yeah, it's like shut the door, but pull it too. Pull that door too. What if it? What if it's a push to close? <laughs> And what do you do? Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> if anybody knows, get in my DMs and explain it to yeah, me. Yeah, we're doomed. Yeah, we're doomed. <laughs> but yeah, last that's last case. last episode, it was uh, do what? Like do you what? say that a lot? Yeah. Hey, you? what's yeah. your name, man? Do what? Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, who's that? Do what? <laughs> What'd you have for dinner last night? Do what? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? Do what? Yeah, yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> These are all like Cody's vocabulary. Yeah. Like, what's what's some what's some like country lingo for you? Because you grew up in what Monroe, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Cody invented these know. words. I mean, we just we just nailed two of them. Uh, <laughs> Drill them. I think. I mean, I think it's all the like normal ones, like fixing too. You know. Yeah, fixing the yonder. Something. You say yeah. over yonder. Over yeah. yonder. Over. Over. So no T. It's just over there. Over. Over. It sounds French. Over. Do you call it a minna bucket or a minner bucket? Well, I, I don't call it. I call it a bucket. What's what minner? What's, minner, a, what's minner a, bucket? Is like, like when a you minnow? go fishing, you oh, like, a min, a like a minnow, minnows in a bucket. Yeah, minner, minner bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lost me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, While ago though, you I love it. how this is the thing about Burrell. He hates on like southern sling but he he moved from new york to nashville and right. he he loves southern culture i love southern culture it's good food good people great looking women very friendly very affordable living like i, I but love he hates music. on it he acts like he's better I than well, I, well, I, have to, I have to hate on it because i get shit for being from new york i don't so know if like, it was just like wearing off on you if you were trying to sound southern but a while ago you were like the lord the lord you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i need the lord on purpose or <laughs> J- finally, my, finally coming around. Yeah, what are you saying? You're not a Christian. My or man, something? my man, you don't J- believe in Lord. My, my man, JC. You know, yeah. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, dating. How's it going, Bonner? No, it's not. It's not going well. <laughs> it's not going good. Zero out of ten. Let's let's. You, well, you had a date. What happened to that? Uh, I don't really know. She was just. I was like, Hey, are we still good for this weekend? And she was like, Uh, I think I got sick. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then that's it. That's it. Totally I pretty much. Bad. I don't. I don't give second chances usually. Yeah. Hey, well, well, since you're coming back out in the road, we're like the full crew. And we're at full strength. You should. We should get like a box, like how they have like suggestion boxes and stuff and have people that are interested in TB like come up and put their information. Oh no, that's We should horrible. do that. I'm down yeah, for that. I'm down, oh, for that. No. I'm down to solicit. I don't, I'm saying it's about like you getting laid because there's, you got a few critters that you could. <laughs> you've got, you've got there, options right? there. You're looking for a girlfriend, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you'll take home the mom. looking down. for love. I mean yeah. that mustache. I mean, if I was a girl, I'd ride that thing. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's got. Cody nice was there when we crashed that bachelorette party at the beach. Let me see your hair. What's, you looking like? what's the hair? I, didn't, I didn't crash. Nothing. We <laughs> crashed. It. What, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> crash. We just. Crashed no, I'll say this. We walked oh, up. Cody and got you laid that night. I'll say we walked up. And <laughs> Sorry, Gina. <laughs> she was there. <laughs> Gina was there. Yeah. Gina, we walked, Gina, Gina yeah, got him you laid. You tell the story. We walked up. There's like eight girls in this house. We were just walking on the beach, hanging out. That was before I was semi-famous too. Yeah, you weren't. That girl knew me. Yeah, she did. You were there. You were. Wasn't he there like two days before? Oh yeah, he was. Like, it was right after my birthday. You were playing what, like what, acoustic what, at Florabama. What was in July? Is this? Uh, Fort Morgan, Gulf Shores, and uh, we walked up. And there's like, I don't know, probably eight girls in this house. And Gina said, "Oh my God, they're naked." That, well, we were walking. It was dark, and their house was like by his, and we were walking by. And I had on my Dansby Swanson jersey, and somebody says like. 
Dansby Swanson. And Gina's like, we look over there like there's like every chick around this pool is naked or whatever and i was like i saw you cuss did y'all walk up there didn't you didn't you like lay some lines down for like the bonner's hell of a guy no i just walk up and gave my phone number yeah i was like whenever cody and them leave i'll uh i'll I'll come back you and that girl had a good time y'all hung out more than once right uh i still talk to her sometimes yeah i'll show you my haircut though i just got a cut shout out to our barber he listened to our podcast today barber three Johnny, oh, yeah, looks good. He Johnny. did a good job. I got a cut like a week I'm, ago. I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there I like next the hat. week. Looks better. I'm going there this week. The one of one Trey Lewis hat. Yeah, that is one of one. The dad hat special. If we had dad hats, would you buy them? Comment. Drop a comment. But yeah, our barber uh, Johnny, he texted me today. He was listening to the podcast. Hell yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I've been getting texts from people like I. The best, the best reaction that I got uh, was from this weekend, and Sweet Boy was there too. We were partying with our, our boy Brad. Shout out again, Rain, Trailer Bar. Shout out Trailer Bar. We, if you can't tell, Brad, we love the Bradley Trailer Bar. Martin. Bradley Martin and the folks down at, in Montgomery. And some guy came up while I was eating the barbecue. I was eating the luxurious barbecue nachos from the food truck. Yeah. The barbecue there slapped. Tatum. It was good. Yeah, Tatum. Yeah. Tatum hooked it up after the show. And some guy came up and was like, "Man, I'm sure that's that's going to taste better than them gizzards. Don't you worry. Like he's not. It's going to taste better <laughs> um, than them gizzards." His so. name's Josh Tatum, but it's Legacy Barbecue is the name of it. And he was doing security while I was doing the meet and greet. And this girl just comes over there and just pulls her entire shirt up. Yeah, like most tits. of them, they stick the tits up a little bit. This girl was... This girl just like pulled out her gut and tits. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, the gut <laughs> flopped out. Everything. And then I was like, well, hell, if I'm going to sign your tits, he gets to sign them too. And Josh Tatum... The barbecue guy signed, <laughs> and, he, and he was in the picture too. Yeah, yeah. So I started this is at the range. Yep. Yeah, I started making the security guy sign every pair of tits uh-huh. that came over there with me. Yeah. They got their bowl working again. Yes, they did. Yeah. Carrie, get on it. No, but there was the guy working the bowl. The kid, I forget what his name was. God, he was excited. He was. There were the both of the kids were very excited. They had a challenge that. So I I cop I comped him a pair of um of booty shorts because he was like, hey, if I can get someone to buy the booty shorts, will you give me a pair of booty shorts so I can ride the bowl while wearing the booty shorts? So sure enough, the kid got some girl buy a pair of extra large booty shorts, good thinly stretch, and um he got up there and wore his booty shorts with his little his balls were hanging out and everything and he. Riding on the bowl with the booty shorts saying, kiss my ass goodbye. Damn, there's no way they look better on him than they do Terry that one <laughs> or, day put on Instagram. Or, or you, Bonner. <laughs> you've been doing them squats, bro. Hey, I did. I bought some shorts that are like four-inch inseams, so if I breathe wrong, I guess my everything will fall out this uh, when I wear them on so the So you have the kiss my ass goodbye shorts? No, I bought chubby. No, you got, a, uh, you got a new song coming out. Oh, yeah, me. Yeah, so um, Alex Maxwell, my producer, um, our good friend. Uh, we wrote a song with Benji Davis called Factual Digital. Maxwell. Yeah, Factual Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell. CDC Factual Maxwell. Maxwell. <laughs> Big Money Maxwell. Yeah, he's always telling the truth in the group text. <laughs> Does he yeah. lay down the law? Oh, he knows everything, cuz. Yeah. He's uh, kickball commissioner. He I is mean, the commissioner. You know. um, but yeah, so we wrote a song with Benji Davis. It's called Good to Know People. It comes out April 15th, which when this airs, it'll be... Four th- days after. Yeah, four days after, so... Go pre-order it, pre-save it, do all that stuff. Um, he's singing on it? Yeah, he's singing on it, singing a verse. Sweet. Music video was funny, of too. Of course, yeah, we did a music video. You getting the coffee thrown out. Yeah, I got the co- we got uh, Isabella... All red, I think that's how you yeah. say your last yeah, and you're, name. And you're and the, the, my, one of my favorite parts is like the photographer's here, and Bonner just walks up. Hi, I'm the photographer. Hey yeah. guys, I'm the photographer. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, and he's chopping. We met her at Rock the South, or uh, 
I think Auburn Rodeo too. She was like the girl doing interviews. The MC. Yeah. So I'm pumped about that. And then we got more music coming out right after that. So going to be good. Um, I think the, let's talk about Cody Parks. I let's mean, get hell, it going. We got him here. CPDS. Um, so you played college football, right? Yep. For three years. Did you did you play soccer before or mm-hmm. what? Yeah, I grew up playing soccer. So he was a and, kicker. Yeah. I uh, grew up playing soccer pretty much all my life and uh, really until in high school when I transferred to a uh, private school, shout out George Walton, um, where they didn't have a soccer team, which was kind of weird because like they had they had kids there that went on to play professional soccer. Oh, wow. That they, just, they just played like <laughs> club ball or whatever. So um, when I went over there, it's really when I stopped playing soccer, but I played soccer for years. But yeah, that's how I got into kicking. My dad was a kicker, so it's kind of – Stan, he was a square toe. The legend. So, did you do square toe or no? That was Raymond Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out Raymond Joseph, BSC. Yeah. Uh, no, I did soccer style. So you were at um, Georgia, Tech. Georgia Tech. Yep. Uh, started out at Tech, walked on, um, was on the team my freshman year, red shirted, dressed out three games, uh, and then transferred to Birmingham Southern. Was there for a year and a half, two football seasons, and I transferred back to Tech. Just cause That's where you met Raymond Joseph. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went to high school with Raymond Joseph. That's Vestavia. Vestavia, the stuff. Um, were you playing music at all during college, or did you grow up playing music or anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. I grew up. Uh, my dad owned a music store forever. Um, That's right. He told me that at Nick's. Um, he, he, he cornered me pretty hard that night. That was a great – that was one of my I, – I, I was enjoying talking to your yeah. dad, but at one point you came over and was like, Dad, leave him alone. <laughs> that's, that's enough, Dad. Uh, nah, uh, I grew up really uh, playing drums. Um, started beating on the dishwasher when I was one, and then my folks got me like a little toy drum set. And by the time I was uh, seven, I would start sitting in uh, – with the band that dad was doing sound for. Oh, nice. And I would do like, get up, do a couple, three songs. And my ride, dad, Sally, ride. Uh, we did, uh, the first one was Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Oh, nice. But I'd play that one, Johnny Be Good. Um, I feel like I played like, uh, like Three Steps and uh, Born to Be Wild, Cat Scratch Fever, songs like that. And um, do you still play uh, a Georgia Satellite song and you're like, we set. yeah we do that one we do keep your hands to yourself I don't play drums on it though we'll we'll still like if uh, if if my dad's there um, I'll jump behind the drums and he'll get up and sing that's, with us when we were when favorite. we were playing covers heavily like Terry had like four or five songs that he would sing and but I always like just called the songs when we were playing covers because yeah, I would just we'll, like read the crowd even like when like dad's not with us I'll I'll jump on drums for like. Uh, round and round uh, and Johnny a sing oh yeah yeah, nice y'all did both this week or this past week yeah yeah yeah. I love when your dad sings Cat Scratch Fever yeah. that's Dude, one of my that's favorites one th- that's the only thing I'm missing from the Cody Park experience I've never seen your dad Stan get gets before. up there and he's he's stomping he's doing it and then watching Cody on the drums too like it's just such people it, you see people's what the fuck look on yeah. the like, says that he says something before he gets up there. he said uh, yeah I'm about to play my favorite uh, 90s country song the, the chicks oh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna do one of them good old Dixie chick songs and we're kicking the cat scratch paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So he said uh this past Friday when we had Filthy Friday, somebody like he wasn't even I we went up and asked him about it. We wasn't even planning on him singing 
and we had a sub guitar player this Friday, and like right before we're about to start, he's like, "Yo, your dad's singing, right?" And I'm like, "No." Like, we didn't plan on any of this. And he's like, well, he's like, I know both of them or whatever. So we got him up and did Cat Scratch. And he said, like, somebody followed him back to the sound booth because he does sound for us. And somebody he didn't know, he's like, hey, how old are you? Because <laughs> he'd come in because, you know, Stan, yeah. you know, whatever. Stan. That's what he's Stan Arunta from Mad Beach, Florida. What, what, yeah. what was it like growing up having your dad have a music store? Like, being around that kind of environment, especially in a small town like that. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was like everybody, I mean, this is before really – we had a guitar center or anything like that nearby. I mean, he was really like the only music store around. And um, a lot of his business was like tapes and CDs. This was before yeah. This is before Napster killed everything, you know. And uh, he was the only one around that sold the uh, explicit version. So like, oh, yeah. yeah, like everybody came to him to get like the rap CDs or whatever. That's awesome. My favorite's yeah. a stance uh, where it's, if it, if, what's it, if it's too. If it's too loud, you're too old. That's it. <laughs> Yep, he's got it that's on everything. Great. His shirts, his, his box truck, like all the things. I love. In, that. in other words, Stan will never be too old. No, You're never too old to rock and roll. Walt, I love Walt, that. Walton County's oldest teenager. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Uh, so, how did you? How did you um, get into music? Like, I mean, I mean, like, uh, like when you were like, when I guess when football was done, you were like, I'm out. You, you talking know? about? Like start playing in bands and all. Well, that Well, I stuff. mean, I, I I've been in bands ever since I was like ten, and yeah. uh, I was like I said, I started sitting in with bands when I was seven, eight, and by yeah. the time I was ten, I was like the drummer in a band, and on up through like middle school and high school was like playing like hard rock and metal, and when I when I was junior and senior in high school, uh, I was a drummer in a death metal band. And I even played like bass a little bit, like kind of like a pop rock band before mm-hmm. that. But uh, I guess it all just kind of when I was a senior, like all I wanted to do was play college football at like the highest level, mm-hmm. you know, and play in the NFL and like yeah. all the things. And uh, so when that came around, it's just like all of it just got sidelined. And I mean, I would jam a little bit, you know, when I was in school, but um, about the time I was coming back from. BSC back to tech. Uh, I was briefly in a Black Sabbath tribute band, and uh, and then when I got back to tech is really when I started. Like at the time, uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, mm-hmm. you know them, Birmingham. Yeah, um, I started getting into this like Southern metal thing, and like wanting to write songs. And I've always idolized the front man and wanting to be a front man. And uh, but like getting into writing songs i couldn't really relate to like writing the the type of metal that i was listening yeah. to you know and i mean i grew up like country you know yeah, country, country things all yeah. around me you know but like i grew up listening to 80s hard rock and metal and um just always really kind of wanted to blend the two and that's really just kind of when it started now when i was the drummer in a band when i got back to tech and uh the singer one day just decided he didn't want to do it anymore and we auditioned one guy and uh who was good but i was like man this is my opportunity to be like front man and, yeah. and a singer and i knew other drummers so i found one and started trying to sing and do all the things so when did you play for the georgia boys that same time the same time um yep uh the, the guitar player that was in my band 
got that gig. And then they decided they wanted to uh, add a drummer. This was probably like in 2012 um, when I was still in school. So I was at Tech and then touring with the Georgia Boys, Dude, too. Like that's was, awesome. Yeah. Where'd y'all leave out of? Huh? Where'd y'all leave out of? The singer is from Monroe. Oh, he lived in Monroe. Oh, that's lit. Yeah, he's from like Commerce or uh, Jefferson or somewhere like that. What, what era of the Georgia Boys? Was that like the dip in my lip, I need a mud jug era? Yeah, so I was with them. I joined them after that first album came out. Um, they had like Riding High and all that on it. But uh, I was in the band like when Hip Hop 101 came out. Oh, nice. And I think when Reloaded... That first Reloaded album came out as well. What kind of venues were you guys playing? Um, mainly mud bogs, but uh, a lot of clubs as well. Um, some dives, some like big clubs. Um, like the probably the biggest one uh, around us was Wild Bills. If y'all ever heard of Wild Bills, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. Where, so where was it at? It's in Duluth. Um, okay. It's like a 5,000 cap venue. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the... It's like the venue that all the country acts would play before kind of they were at that like arena Did you have level. the long hair back then? Uh-uh. Just like a pink mohawk or something? No, nah, I didn't have that either. <laughs> <laughs> like a guitar hero <laughs> character. I, I will say, me and Burrell, uh, one night after dinner, we uh, smoked a little weed and went down the internet rabbit hole looking for videos of you. We found a couple. We found oh, you with, with the headset on. And what's cool about Wild Bills, so um, going back to that real quick, I remember watching like videos of like, you see like, Brant, there's videos on YouTube of Brantley Gilbert like full sets at Wild Bills yeah. and Alvin full sets yeah. at Wild Bills. Like that, that was a big club for that, yeah. that era. They held, it held about 5,000 people. The production was huge. Uh, I mean, the stage was, you know, I mean, it was the size of an arena stage. What was that crowd like? What's a, what's a Georgia Boys crowd It was like? hype. Yeah, it was definitely hype. Um, but, like, at the time, uh, my band that I was in singing, it was a couple dates, like, where we'd open for them. But we'd play in clubs and mud bogs. Uh, we'd play, like, like with a boathouse. Yeah. Play the, we'd yeah, play places yeah. like that. House. We'd played the boathouse with Jordan Rager open for us. I'm trying to think of like, oh, fuck that. Did you ever do Coyote Joe's? I don't remember that one. Is that in uh, Charlotte? What's the Greenville one? We uh, played in a horse. Yeah. We played in a club in Kernersville. I remember that. That was kind of that, that same type place. But yeah. Do you have a favorite mud bug? Um, we played in one down in, this was like my first show with them down in Abbeville that was pretty hype. Uh, Abbeville, Georgia. It's the middle of nowhere. Um, and we would play, like, we played a lot of shows with the Lax and Lenny Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lenny. Yeah, we um, played at his place. Bo right? Sparks. Yep. Yep. Lenny, Lenny Cooper. Lenny Cooper. Because yeah, he, he has a club in, was it? South, West Columbia, East Columbia? It's yeah, I think it's West Columbia. West Columbia. What the heck's it called again? We were just fucking there. Know, in, like, January. It. Yeah, well, that was our first, one of our first shows of the year. Yeah. Was, What's it called, McElwain? Yeah, Skyline, 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 Skyline SC, and, he, and he's got a studio in the green room, like a vocal booth and everything, like in the green room of that bar. I'll tell house. you, like the coolest probably show that we played with that crowd was. Uh, I'll rewind a little bit when I was in high school visiting Georgia Southern, and at that time, this uh, family in Metter, which is outside of uh, Statesboro, mm. had just at the time it was the highest like lottery jackpot that anybody had ever won. Yeah, and uh, we'd uh, heard these stories like these these folks were like they didn't have nothing, and they won all this money, and they they like lived in a trailer, and uh, 
instead of instead of getting a house, they just bought like three more trailers and added on to their trailer. Oh, and, fuck yeah. and, but but they also bought like these Italian cars, like these Lambos and Ferraris and everything, and like cruising these dirt roads and met her with their trailers and everything. And uh anyway, years later, uh we get booked to play uh this girl's not sweet not sweet sixteen, but her fifteenth birthday party. And and it's these people. Oh god. And dude, <laughs> we we show up, man. First of all, massive house. Uh, so that was a myth. Yeah. But uh, we show up and like this huge property, probably like 3,000 acres or something. And for this girl's 15th birthday party, they booked us, Lax, Lenny Cooper, Bubba Sparks. I think we're the four. Wow. And uh, was um, like tons of people there or what? Not really. Small. Just like just like probably like a group of her friends and like a group of her older brother's friends who I think are really the ones that want us to come play. It's like yeah. the brothers crowd. But we show up and they got like this like big ass circus tent that they that they uh, rented like a full production like light and PA crew that was in there, and the cake was you could smell it from. 50 feet away yeah. it was massive cake and it was like the the cake boss in like New York or whatever uh, like, Carlo, like yeah. did this fucking cake for him or whatever those are the kind of gigs that you just show up to you're like alright well we're doing this yeah you know yeah I mean it was it was like a just a private thing with probably 50 folks there and it was whatever that's <laughs> you crazy. know that's crazy got paid uh, do you feel like COVID negatively impacted like your career as an artist because I feel like before COVID, like y'all were y'all were doing some some really cool stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like maybe it did, but I feel like now with TikTok and everything that you're doing, like it's really starting to like pick up again. But do you feel like for a while, like it kind of? I'd say kinda, probably yes and no. Mainly no. Yeah. I mean, we were cruising along pretty good there, um, but everything shut down. And allowed me to kind of like take a step back and review everything that was going on in my camp. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, do you know do I have the right people? Yeah. And am I doing the right things? And um, am I riding with the right people? Yeah. And like all the all the things you know. And I yeah. feel like uh, with everything shutting down, it it probably opened up some doors that probably I don't know. Yeah, because now is your your guitar player that also produce what's his name Johnny mm-hmm. Johnny yeah that produces your stuff was he with you he wasn't with you before he was, was our he? producer but he wasn't okay. in the band that now he's in the band dude makes a huge difference dude they're awesome like the other night was awesome like as soon as we got done I was like I texted Matt I texted my manager Alex I was like we got to figure out a way to get Cody Parks in his band like on some shows like, yeah this is absolutely fucking, it's I don't know the energy man it's just there you know. Yeah. The story of how you met Johnny is pretty nuts too. Um, if I remember, so so with what we do, if you've ever heard us, it's different, right? I mean, it is to me like to me, country music to me is the lyric and what the lyric is about. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when people hear my stuff on TikTok or wherever, you know, you got the I get hate from all the crowds. Like this, that's not country, or you know, it's like that's not metal, you know, you know, or it's like whatever, it's like. But it's but, just you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and but coming into town, 
knowing what I wanted to do and this sound that I was looking for, I knew we'd be like so different for people. And I knew I had to, if, if there's, there's people on music row that look at me like I have 10 eyes, you know what I'm saying? Or it's like, they just, they just don't, they don't quite understand it. But I knew that there were people that worked on music row that are metalheads that work in the country music industry that might get it. Yeah. If I could just yeah figure that out and yeah. figure out how to get in front of somebody like that, you know. And uh I was over at Sony writing one day with probably Casey Tyndall. Yeah. And um I was this was Y'all been friends for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And um this was I was in you know the break room back there in the fire fire hall. Yeah. And uh anyway I get up during the right and I go to the break room for coffee or whatever. And there's this door in the break room that's now always shut. But when I walk back there, it was open and there's like this little studio in there with a console, vocal booth. And then there's like a this uh, road case with guitar heads in it. It's like Marshall Mesa. I'm like, yeah, who? Whose is this? You know, yeah. These aren't country pickers' heads. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? And uh, and then I just there ain't nobody in there. I just walk up in there. And I was yeah. like, like you know, like you know, <laughs> it's an open door. Yeah, you right, walk right. An open door. I'm about to figure this out. And uh, and then about that time, uh, uh, buddy Daniel Johnson comes around the corner and walks in there. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm getting this guy to produce my EP or whatever, and I'm coming to play him some songs or whatever, and. That's when I maybe I just shake his hand. I don't even like mm-hmm. make the you know introduction or whatever, and I just go back to writing. And later on, months later, uh, I look I look him up, you know, and I just see like he's a Mutt Lang fan, and he's a Def Leppard fan, and he's a metalhead. And but he 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 works, you know, he's engineered pretty much every like Cole Swindle record done all his vocals mm-hmm. um and uh i'm like maybe this guy you know is the dude to produce our shit yeah. you know and um i reach out to daniel and i'm like you know get his number or whatever and meet up with him and that's pretty much it yeah i remember like watching y'all's like the live videos that y'all did did he do all those um the emergency room no so that was that was a whole different scenario where um he didn't produce that um okay um, I had a buddy like who y'all's cover of Seminole Wind. No, yes, okay. He, oh, he yeah, he, gotcha. he yeah, he Bruce, which he, is badass by the way. Badass. That Thank thing, you. that thing, fucking. But sucks. What I really like is your uh, the cover y'all do of Long Haired Country Boy. Thank that you. It's badass. I think we're about to. So that was on the emergency room <clears> thing <throat> that Johnny didn't produce, but uh, we're talking about doing like a covers EP. Oh, sweet, like, dude, that would be huge. And like redoing that one. And, uh, we've been doing this thing lately, man, with, uh, Grundy County auction. Oh yeah. Yes. Y'all uh, did it on Friday. She was fire. Yeah. Where we mix, uh, that and, uh, Cowboys from hell. Hell yes, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I just heard, you know, I mean, I've obviously known that song forever, but like the other day I was jogging and I'm like, just listening to it. And I'm like, dude, if we just like, we could fuck this thing you know what i'm saying yeah. and like I, I i told him and uh we learned it and like i wasn't even planning on doing the like cowboys from hell thing but like when we were trying to work it up and practice one day the guitar player started playing cowboys, cowboys from, from hell. hell yeah and so we 
that one and we blend uh Folsom basically we sing Folsom kinda over uh, uh Thunder Kiss sixty five, the white zombie song. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's another <laughs> I love that's one of my favorite moments of the yeah. of the Dirty South Filthy Friday show. We call it Thunder Cash sixty five. I think we're gonna call it see the the thing is though it's like we wanna do this E P but like I told Johnny, I was like, we need to figure out a way to, because I feel like you still got to call it Folsom Prison Blues, even though that's the that's the, the lyric of the song. But yeah. we have our own names for them, like 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 Thunder Cash '65 or uh, Grundy County Cowboys, yeah. you know. So Grundy County Cowboys, yeah. let's go. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. It's gonna be so. Cool. I mean, dude, <clears throat> I think I think it's really cool that like. You know, you're doing what you want to do. You know what I mean? You're not trying to fit in a box. You're not trying to sound like anybody else. You just want to sound like how you want to sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really awesome. You know, you work, you're work. you working at part-time at Guitar Center, right? Yep. yep. What's that like? <laughs> I mean, it's really, I mean, it's paying the bills. Yeah, you know, dude. and I like, I mean, that's like the perfect job for me. I mean, growing up, you know, working in dad's store and uh, moving here and knowing I couldn't, the day I moved here, I had two interviews. One of them was Guitar Center, and the other one was at a law firm downtown in the Regions Building. Oh wow! On the top floor of the Regions Building, oh, and a law firm. Yeah. How? How? What were you going to do there? Uh, probably just like bullshit, like clerk work or whatever, you know. Um, which is, I mean, what it was, and it, it paid really well, and I got the job. But like, and at the time, you know, I knew that I had to have a job that I could write during the day. And that was one of those, you know, nine to five. Um, and I just didn't really want to do that. And at the time, my mom was like pissed. She's like, she couldn't believe that. Like, I was like turning down that money to go work a retail job at Guitar Center. Yeah. You know, but it, but that's, I mean, that's got to have time to write. I mean, that's why I moved yeah, here. I you mean, know? that's like, yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like, I remember when I first moved here, well, after I was here for six months, and then I moved with moved in with Ella, Mitch, and Clay, and we we're all broke as fuck. But Mitch said something about you know us being broke one day. I was like, dude, I'm living my best life. Yeah, I'm 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 writing songs every day. I'm playing music on the weekends. I'm you know growing these great relationships with friends. Like that's all I ever wanted to do. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like none of that other shit's important. You know, I've been playing covers for years i've missed birthdays and going home and people being like talking about their 401ks and shit and i'm like they're like yeah i'm like yeah i'm still doing the music thing it's because it's what we love to do you know it's like i feel like if you know if that creative bones in your body you got to do it no matter what you know but what kind of crazy shit that happens at guitar center Hmm. like guitar center on saturday shout out shout out some regulars uh well thank god i don't work there on saturdays because it's <laughs> yeah. fucking fucking zoo cuz just hey, monday I, tuesday wednesday right yeah, yeah yeah um i'm trying to think you of saw like, us these guitars back here yeah yeah these two man that that big y'all, cody's rent y'all, 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 y'all get that a, pro coverage on them though. y'all have a bunch of those right there i would probably don't have any more left i feel we like we got, got pro a, coverage on that light right there I smash like, that bitch <laughs> I feel like we got like maybe a couple bases yeah. of those Bohemian guitars. Oh, nice! They're cool. It'd be cool if we actually set it up. It might sound good. That uh, the fin- the Yamaha actually sounds really good. That's, Yamaha makes great. I mean, they make great guitars across the board. But like when somebody comes in, they're like, "I got two hundred dollars. I want to get an acoustic guitar." Like Yamaha is like ten out of ten. Typically, like when you spend like two hundred dollars on an acoustic guitar, like half the time you're going to get shit. You know, and you might get a good one, but like every 
Yamaha at two hundred dollars is like solid. Yeah, yeah. Yamaha's are great, man. I'm talking about retail shit. What? Um, <laughs> have you seen any that yeah. crazy used gear? That's like, man, I wish I had. The, I wish I owned this. And like wild ass, like vintage Gibsons. Or, yeah, dude, yeah, there's cool shit like come in there because I'm not a musician. Is it kind of yeah. like a pawn shop situation where like cool shit comes in there? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like not as much now than before COVID. Like before COVID, we used to have a lot of vintage guitars, acoustics, and electrics. Um, there's probably. Probably the most recent ones, like a couple of like like Banner, like J45s, mm-hmm. um, uh, have come in uh, some uh, some old Martins, but the probably the most recent like cool vintage gear story is um, this lady brought in a Telecaster, I think it was like a 1960 or 61 Dakota Red, and her grandfather or dad or somebody had just passed and it belonged to him and it pretty much just like sat in a closet in this case Damn. for years right and uh she brought it in i think just kind of looking for maybe like three grand or something like that and uh i forget the exact amount but like we came back and we're like yeah we're going to give you fifty thousand dollars for this guitar <laughs> damn and we sold it for we could have, I mean, I think we sold it for like 90 Damn, or something. Really? 70, 80, 90. I didn't know that kind of shit went down at Guitar Center. Oh, dude. That's We've had, crazy. like, I feel like, I feel like when. Do they have like a list of customers that buy like expensive shit like that? They you just have, call you them. Have, you have your high crazy. rollers. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, you know who else worked at Guitar Center? Alex Cape. Really? My manager, yeah. I didn't know that. That's Pro how audio? He, yeah, that's how he st- <laughs> That's how he started his business. He they got it they gave doubt they gave pretty good employee discounts. Oh yeah. And then they quit they cut back on him or something. He was like, Well fuck this, I quit. But when I first when he first started managing me, he worked at Guitar Center part time. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. No, nah, it's great for me, man. I mean, it's like really the perfect job. Everybody I love everybody there. Uh my bosses are cool. Like there's nobody there that like that I don't like, you know, and I mean, like, and there's, how about the ukulele? Huh? How about the ukulele? Yeah, I could <laughs> throw one a fucking burn pile for all I care. I don't like ukulele. No, I heard some kid called you and was like, "Y'all got any of them?" Hawaii? Oh damn! <laughs> oh man! Well, how'd that how'd that go? Uh, so this kid calls up and I could tell like he's like a teenager. He's like, uh, "What did he say?" He said, "Y'all got uh, any of them Hawaiian guitars?" Hawaiian guitars, yeah. And I didn't know if like he meant like a lap steel, yeah. or a ukulele. Yeah, and uh, he's like, you know, he's like those Hawaiian guitars. I was like, uh, you mean like a? He's like, it's like a like a, ukulele. I was like a, a ukulele. He's like, yeah, you could lay these nuts on your face or something like that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, huh? Like I, I didn't get it at first. Then he said it again and hung up. And I was like, man, that was awesome. You were like, huh, do what? Yeah, do what? Do what? <laughs> yeah. Trey's been using that line everywhere yeah, across really. the country. Any, any, any bofa mm. or Ds, he's... So when you told us about that in the group text, uh, our old LD, Devonte, he loves Ds nuts jokes. And uh, he ran lights for us at, at our at our um, last, show, last show of the year was at Iron City, yep. right? And uh, I called him because we videoed the whole thing. By the way... You know, we were me and Cody. If you've been to a live show, um, me and Cody 
Parks and Matt McKinney wrote a song together called Long List of X's. It's the first song in our set list. A staple in the Trey Lewis Yeah, show. I mean, dude, even when the EP came out, we tried to put another song at the beginning of the set list, and we were just, after like two or three shows, we were like, no, 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 and put Long List back. It's just like, so we recorded the song, but we liked the live version better. So when we played at um, Iron City, we recorded the live show. So we've got like... Seven I songs? think seven songs that we're going to put out on YouTube as videos, and then at some point we're going to release them as a, like a live show. A long list is going to be one of those. So, we, uh, <clears throat> so you got a TL cut, you know? Hell yeah. Uh, Finally. Going, which we got <laughs> to get our writing schedule together. That's all right. You'll just cancel but, one again. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get it together. We'll get it together. What's, like it, what's, it, what's it like writing with him? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. We only we did it once. Oh, it's only once? Yeah. So yeah. One for one yeah. so far. Yeah. One for one. So who, we just got to get another Who are some folks you do like writing with? Like, who are some of your, like, regulars? Like, where you're like, fuck yeah, I'm writing with so-and-so. Uh, lately I've been writing some songs with Bridget Tatum. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Me and her have written a couple with Danny Myrick, Dirt I'm From, if you know that song, the three of us wrote together. Uh, what about the We Didn't Know We Were Poor song? Yeah, so I write a... I've written a lot of songs with uh, Mason Thornley. Yeah. If you know him. Yeah. Um, I feel like we always get good shit. And, uh, you know, whether it be for me or anybody else, you know. But, yeah. I mean, I really love that one. I mean, I, just, I have a ton of songs like that that aren't the, like, country metal thing yeah. that um, that nobody ever gets to hear. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I'm you know, it's another thing. Like, I kind of want to do, like, a like an acoustic EP. Could you, yeah. could, could you turn some of them into ballads? Because that's a big yeah. thing of that 70s, 80s metal. Our next song too. we're going to release is going to be a ballad that me and Johnny wrote with uh, Adam Craig called We Ain't. Yeah. It's like a, it's kind of like Def Leppard. I mean, it's really like, just like the 80s. Like that hysteria kind of style? Exactly. You've yeah, been okay. uh, singing them out a lot at rounds, all the, the, the ballad songs. Yep. Yeah, played I played a, the like thing on Monday. Caleb's birthday. Oh, let's talk about Caleb's birthday yeah. real quick. What was that like being on stage watching Caleb? That was a hoot, man. Caleb. Coot. I call him Coot. <laughs> Did you see the videos from Monday? Oh. You weren't there, Bonner. How would you? Bonner this was man there. was dancing around with a fucking chair. Yeah, oh, he was, I saw that. He was He's my hero. With a chair. Yeah. Yep. He ended up going up on stage yeah. and singing with everybody. He mm. was Caleb. He threw that yeah. beer uh uh, into the trash can and yeah, mess. Yeah, yeah, he went to he launched a a beer bottle. I think this is right after your round because you guys closed out the night. And he launched a beer bottle off the stage and it missed the garbage missed the can, just smashed. Can, right. So like, he's <laughs> my hero. At the end, who was playing? Was it Brian Fraser uh, playing? Um, Brian, Mark, Eli, and some Ryan, Randy, Randy Mayer, yeah, yeah. Ronnie Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Nelson playing. I know yeah. I kind of missed the boat on the story, but back to the story. We when we played at Iron City in Birmingham. <laughs> Devonte ran lights for us, right? Uh-huh. And Devonte loves these nuts jokes. So I called him. I was sitting on the toilet the next day, and I called him, and I was like, "Man, did you see the videos, dude? The lights look amazing. Like, great job, and like just like playing this whole like catch up game, like talking to him." I was like, "Dude, I was thinking about getting one of them Hawaiian guitars for you know the live set." <laughs> And uh, he's like Hawaiian guitars. I was like, yeah, you know the little short ones. He was like, like a ukulele. And I was like, yeah, you can lay these nuts across your face. You know, Devontae's like, <laughs> you know, dying, <clears throat> dying, laughing. And he was like, so that whole conversation was just a setup. For he didn't give a nut. shit about my light show. D's nut. Yeah. Oh man, light show is killer though. Yeah, it's fun, man. And every time we got a, yeah. we got a, our new LD. Uh, 
His name's Jason from Birmingham, Alabama. He does drugs and lights. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the man. He's really good at doing drugs and lights. Yep. Yep. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Well, we told three stories in the span of 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. It's a kind of full circle. So I did Country Stampede with you a couple years ago, and uh, Trey's playing Country Stampede uh, in the summer. Remember Sweet. that? It rained. We got the van stuck. They wouldn't let us hang walk so around. We played. We've played there twice, and uh, the first time we, the first year we played was the last year they had it in Manhattan. Oh no! And uh, Kansas or what? Yeah, which yeah. is we're going sidebar in a few weeks. Yeah. that's one of my favorite college towns. I love the South Manhattan, Kansas. Little Apple, love, Apple. love yeah. that town. You'll be uh, critter crawling. We will be for sure. Aggie, not me. That was <laughs> that was an awesome. There's no we in team. We played on the like a side stage, uh, and we were in the song contest. Shout out Ken Matisse, uh, and we got to play on the main stage like a a full band acoustic thing, which was like nuts. We played in between Kane Brown and FGL that night, and. Um, I mean, I was on cloud nine. This was like in 2017, probably. And the next year, they decided they're going to move it to Topeka. And uh, it was like because the where they had it in Manhattan was like it was like in this like flood basin or whatever, and it was yeah. flooded. And so, so that's they, how you say it, Topeka. They had to they had to move it last minute to uh, this racetrack in Topeka, and it was just like storming the whole time, and like really tight quarters. And uh, it was a shit show. And they made y'all like stay in the van, right? Well, me and they, Hudson got out and tried to walk around. We were playing like two different stages, and uh, we pulled like they didn't, you know, they, they want us to move our van over here and then move our van over here. And I'm like, I don't even remember, man. But there was this like one time where we were pulling our van to like the first stage we were playing, and I'm this guy's, I'm like, I'm gonna pull it this around this way or whatever. And he's like, no, I need, I need you to go like right. And I'm like, dude, we're going to get stuck, man. We're going to get you stuck. You sank in, that bitch. We're going to get stuck in the mud <laughs> if I go the way you're telling me to go. And sure enough, we got stuck. And so it just kind of stayed there uh, for that set. If I, I, don't, I don't even remember. But we were during that first set on that bigger stage, uh, we were playing and – I look up, we got probably like a course left in our last song. And like this dude that got us stuck in the mud, he was like managing this whole area over there. Terrible. He's like in the back, like at my dad at the soundboard. I could just see him like doing this, like cut him, cut him. They're like over time or whatever. And dude, this guy, let me tell you about it. So <laughs> fuck at, this guy. After we were done with this set and we're, we're having to, take our shit back to our van that's submerged in the mud. Oh, jeez. And uh, this guy kind of kind of walks up to me, and he's like, uh, seems fine. Seems fine. He's like, you know, said something like, uh, you know, what you think? You know, I was like, man, it was cool. Man, thanks for having us, you know. He's like, well, he's like, uh, I think it's real shitty what you did to the main stage. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like overplaying. I was like, man, we went like 30 seconds over. I was yeah. like, you can't even hear us over there anyways. You know, it's a mile yeah. away. Yeah. And this dude like threatened my <clears throat> career in town. He's like, I know so-and-so. I know so-and-so. And I make sure everybody knows that you're a piece of shit. Blah, blah, blah. She just like, bitch slapped him like Will Smith did Chris Rock. Right. 
whatever, dude. No, no, no. I was like, I ain't, I, I ain't ever heard these people, so whatever. <laughs> I do, I do. We do country metal. We don't give a fuck about what like any. We of don't that. give a shit about shit. And yeah. like, dude, I wanted to leave, man. And it was just like, and but Ken, the the guy that you know booked us to come out there uh, to play on his stage, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna do that to Ken. And we were. We were probably 30 minutes away from going on his stage that night at like 10 o'clock. And, uh, and I go, I'm wearing my like hunting boots and, uh, I need to go get my cowboy boots out to wear or whatever. And I realized I'm like, like the keys in the van. So I can't change. Nobody can get in the van. And, uh, I forgot about we that. We have to get somebody out there. Luckily, all our shit to play was, you know, we could still play, and uh, I'm like stressed out, and I got on one of our like orange, like dirty South hats or whatever, and uh, I'm getting my guitar out. This is back when I used to play guitar a lot, and some kid was like walked up, he's like, "Hey man, like, where'd you get that hat?" I was like, "Look, man, I got them for sale. If you bring you and all your friends right here into this tent, we're about to play in like five minutes." I was like, "I'm gonna give y'all whatever you want." Yeah, and so. <clears throat> they all come in and like they're all just like sitting down out there or whatever and right before we start my ears die that's not a big deal i was putting new batteries in it real quick or whatever and it's just like the worst time and we kick into like whatever first song was probably like plowing and i can just see like these kids like down front man like wanting to get i'm like i'm like get out of the chairs man come up front and then well then like well like minutes like this whole tent is just like full of folks just like going nuts man it was just like until Florabama last week was like the coolest show that i'd ever been a part of it yeah. was just like loud and hot and sweaty and muddy and just like keep not a phone in sight just people yeah. just like just rock and roll yeah. turning a seated tent stage yeah. into a a rocking show and we get done we get done we only have because of the delay we we only have time for like five songs he's got the video right yeah, here yeah got it pulled up and it, they're all like wanting us to play like another song or whatever and like by this time like the main stage has already started and uh Ken Ken comes up on stage he's like so y'all wanna hear another one I'm like dude the main stage already started he's like fuck him and then we we do like long haired or something I can't remember it was nuts it was a great time did the guy get mad I think he pretty much realized that everybody loves us and you can fuck on Eat somewhere. Eat a dick, yeah. Fuck on somewhere. Fuck on. Where, where have some of your favorite venues been to play? Um, is that is this is this is this from that Bonner? Yeah, like, it is. is that's that same day. Same we did uh, that JB Malone's the next night, which was fun. Let's go. Look at that hoss cat. That's is that the a Kyle Petty shirt. Uh, Richard Petty. Richard Petty. Yeah. Look at that dude. Motherfuckers <laughs> had those fucking bags on their feet. Damn! Look at that beard. Looks like Duck Dynasty version of Boyd ah, Cosby. Boyd Causey. Oh, you know Boyd? Yeah. Everybody oh, knows Boyd. How the yeah. fuck do you I, know Boyd? We, uh, Gina every year does this show called Guitar Pull. She's from Augusta or Aiken, South Carolina. And she used to work for the radio station down there and organize their every year they had this thing called Guitar Pull, which is like a an arena size right around yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with major talent. Yep. And um uh this year she did the one in Fayetteville for like their affiliate station. And did Augusta the next night, but Clay played both of them. Clay Walker, yeah, and he's so a tour manager. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I met Boyd. 
Yeah, Boyd would be a fun podcast uh, guest, but he has to be drunk to do it. He'd get us canceled as well, fuck. I would, I, would swap, I would swap seats with Sweet Boy yeah, if we had Mac Boyd on here, here, and we'd put them both shot on here. Shot. Yeah, we'd let him go go shot for shot and have the, have Matt and Boyd here and see who can keep their eyes open yeah, the longest. Yeah, who kisses who first. Who kisses who the, first. The first <laughs> They're time definitely I ever, cousins. The first time I ever met Boyd, he was at y'all's house when y'all were still living at uh, the other house, and... Uh, I almost gave away your old address, but he uh, woke up. I just remember he went to sleep with his fucking boots on, just laying flat out, just yeah. flat out. I, woke that's, up the next that's, day. That's where I met Mark. I met Mark Addison Chandler at that same house. How do you all the same him? thing? Because when I met him that night, he brought up both of y'all. I met, boy, listen, I was playing a sorority party in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> this is when I had my old band. Terry was the only only member. That was, it, was, was this the dad band? band? Yeah, we had, the, we had uh, Rufus Stover. He was an old guy. He was like 55 or something. Playing bass, he played a fretless. He played a fretless bass, and then we had this guy named Tyler that played drums with us. But he would only play drums with us if his wedding band wasn't like touring, you know. Uh, I mean, he he said. I mean, we used to like practice at his house and stuff. But like, I don't know. It was just like Russian roulette with drummers, you know. But when we had him, we were pretty decent. And then uh, I don't even know if Carson was still in the band or not. We had this guy from Jasper. It was in our band that. We ended up having to fire because he was like on drugs and stuff. But you sounds know. about like Walker County. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's from Walker County. Um, but anyways, um, we were loading out of that show, and Boyd was loading out of like. Have you ever been to in Tuscaloosa? There's like a, a rhythm and bruise. It's like yeah. that strip that's over there. Like I've been there like one time. He was, was coming out of like a smaller bar, and I was coming out of the bar where we had just played the sorority party. He was like loading out, and I was loading out, and then we met, and then we just became like we got each other's numbers, and then like we swapped out a couple acoustic gigs here and there, and then we just became friends, and then you know, of course, range two thirty one. Boyd's like, did you see that calendar that was in the green room? Bo- the other Boyd, night? Boyd is royalty there. Yeah, yeah. So and like you know, Boyd. Uh, ran around with like Adam Hood and uh, the Wilson brothers and uh, Davis Nix and all those guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's I don't know. How did you meet him? Uh, fuck, just him going out. And I think at y'all's house, he has that like night. a like an alter ego, Randall. Name. Randall, yeah, Rand- Randall, Randall, Randall oh. and the band he handles. <laughs> I'm pissed. I don't have I gotta one of those come shirts. Up, I got to come up with one. Him too. and Clay Walker. FaceTime the other night, hammered drunk. That sounds like Boyd. I yeah. mean, when I'm when I'm out in town with Sweet Boy, because because I not only hang out with Sweet Boy on the road, I have the pleasure of being his keeper when we go out in town here during the week. And when I see Boyd, or I you don't even see him, you you feel him. He comes yeah. running up. He damn near tackles you on you. the lips. He gets, tries to kiss you on the lips. You turn your head so he gets you on the neck. He real wears quick. like old man cologne. Yeah, too. He does. He smells <laughs> fucking. He smells like Boyd. A, you smell weird. He smells, he smells like an eighties. <laughs> like degree yeah. commercial or something yeah. like aftershave but whenever i see boyd and i got McElwain with me i just i i know like it's time for me to go i'm gonna leave McElwain with boyd and yeah i'll never call their thing by the way i'll never call him randall it's always boyd yeah to me it's boyd and there was a, there was somebody at the range at the trailer bar that started a facebook page called better boyd and it was like a guy that looked like boyd <laughs> it's it better boyd. we have to find that yeah that's great that's pretty great I saw him the other night uh, at the Camp Spinks thing, and uh, I met his girlfriend a couple times, and she was like, yeah. I was like, great hair, Boyd. And she was like, have you ever seen him with a hat on? She's like, the first time we fucked, I thought I was fucking Bozo the Clown. 
<laughs> I was like, well, I've never seen him out of the hat on, Boyd, but I think Boyd, I'm okay. Boyd runs around kissing people is kiss what I'm saying. Man. We're going to photo. We're kiss gonna have, Terry. Hey, kiss Terry that night. Terry door. was beside We're gonna himself. We're going to put the notebook scene I, I photoshopped cousin with McElwain on there. Yeah, cousin kissing with Boyd Causey. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. But where, where are some other spots? So you have that that festival in Topeka, um, Florabama. Where are some other spots? Dude, tell me, what? thrived. The Florabama was great, right? Yeah. Oh, it's insane. I mean, did we y'all went, play in the dome? Yeah. So we went there for the first time back in Labor Day last year, and we played dome to ten to two, and then the next night we played the tent from like six to ten, which was fine until like it was kind of like. You know, until like our last, until around 10 o'clock when people really started piling in there, you know, I was like, dude, we need to do like 10 to 2 in the tent yeah. next time. And uh, this past week, uh, yeah, we did dome first night, 10 to 2, and then the tent, uh, 10 to 2. The, the first time we played down there, like, I was so hyped after that dome set yeah. and we went and ate Waffle House across the street and... I couldn't go to sleep, man. And they put us like in you know in the band room in the in the river house. Yeah. And uh, dude, I didn't go to bed until like noon. The next, I had to go drive and get fucking Zequil. And I didn't go to bed till like noon the next day. And Dawson was with you, all right? He yeah. was standing there throwing beers and shit. Yeah. What? Yeah, what's yeah. What's staying in the band house like? Because I feel like that's a really cool thing that the Floribama does. Because there are so many stages and having all these different acts down yeah. at the same time, like getting I've the stayed network. in that band house. I'm sure. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've been in the band. I'm sure I've a lot been of in folks there. have I've been just in there, taking a couple shits and left. Yeah. It's. I mean. I, I mean. We love going down there. I mean, it's one one of my favorite gigs. Who else was down there? Was there any anybody uh, else? Carly like was down there. Yeah. Carly got up with us. Both nights and did She's Country. Um, Carly Rogers, yeah. shout out. John Boy Story was there. Yeah, he just opened for us. And so at, at the trailer bar, we I, the trailer I, bar. I, I met him. Range two thirty one. I met him for the first time in probably two thousand eighteen or nineteen. Um, He's a sweet boy. That kid fucks though. Oh, he does. He does. I'm sure. A buddy of mine, Christian Gray. And John Boy are cousins. Oh, nice. And uh, if you know the band Blackberry Smoke, um, Christian is Charlie's son. And we went down to Atlanta one weekend and saw Blackberry with uh, Skinner, Bo Cephas, and uh, I think it was Marshall Tucker. And um, John Boy was with Christian that weekend. That's where I met him. And probably this past week was probably the second time I've seen him. Yeah, I've never seen him perform though. Yeah, he's great. He's he's good. Man. Yeah, awesome he's got dude. Good songs. Yeah, he's, he's young and coming up in the game. Um, but uh, the first John John Boy's dad's awesome, dude. The first Floor Bama was the first venue to really start booking people after the pandemic. I remember it was one of the like this was before Dick Down in Dallas. That's where you were going when I first met you. Me like, and Terry were going down there and doing like we were doing duos, but for solo pay and just splitting the tips and. One night we played in the main room. It was just me and Terry, and like we were just playing, like we were playing every song. Like we were playing like Hotel California, and like we were just like we were doing doubles. So like our voices were just red. Yeah. But this one night, uh, somebody requested uh, "Colder Weather" by Zach Brown, but I didn't know the chords. So me and Terry just sang it a cappella, and he like did the harmonies. It was awesome, dude. The whole place was going crazy, that and does uh, sound cool. and John Boy Story's dad uh, tipped us like. Two one hundred dollar bills, and we were like, "Oh my god, thank you!" But his dad 
well, that night was like, you're going to be a star. I believe in you. And like, I don't know. It just made me feel real good. That's you know? awesome. But Dude, so we, it was kind of like a full circle to have John Boy there the other night. Yeah. We, uh, so the first time we went down there, like Dawson was with us. And you know, like in that dome room, like I didn't know what to expect when we got down there. Like, I don't know if we had a spot for merch. And at the time, like Davis was doing the booking down there and he's like, not really you know yeah. in the tent the next night we sold merch and like dawson man the merch table but this past week when we went down there it was just a band and uh um i knew like with the with the blaze orange dirty south hat was probably going to be like a hit with it being the beach and like you know neon shit at the beach and spring break it was like yeah. it was like alabama lsu spring break all those folks and uh oh yeah and i'm like i bet like i could have or like all this merch on stage and if i wear the hat like i could probably move some of them and uh we go up there and we're setting up and we'll then like right when i step on stage some chicks like y'all show me you know my tits for your hat or whatever <laughs> i was like i'll be right back and then i just got distracted setting up and we started and i think after like the first song i was like yo we got these hats for sale. We ain't got anywhere to set up our merch table. I just got them on stage. So if you want a hat, pass up a $20 bill. And then it was just like, literally, dude, we were out of them in like first set. Does Gina make your hats for you? Mm-mm. No. The girl that's next door to her store does. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. And be You want to plug some Dirty Living on here? Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. My girlfriend has a store in East Nashville called Dirty Living. It's mainly like chick clothes. She's crushing it, though. Yeah. Dude, Doing I keep really seeing well. girls like all around town wearing dirty little. Yeah, I, I see. I see people tagging it all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Good shit. East Nashville, Porter Road. Uh, if you know where Pomodoro East is, it's around yeah. the corner from uh, Rose Pepper, the She's Mexican joint with the. We love Gina. She's awesome, dude. The best. She's the best. Speaking of East Nashville, what have you been listening to? <laughs> yeah, this huh? is our. Our segment. This what is our segment. What are you listening to? I always give Bonner and say he's listening to some East Nashville shit. What kind of music am I listening to? Yeah. yeah. Man, I'll be honest with you. Like, I kind of stick to my my favorites. And so, 80s metal. Um, Hank Jr. Yep. And uh, a lot of my own mixes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Goes, I, know, you know? I, know, I know. I know. Yeah. Work tapes, mixes. You know, what are we doing next? But as far as bands, you know, um, I kind of stay on the. And anything you're excited about, like you're seeing in the south, and like that that country, like rock and scene, like bands that are coming up right now that you're seeing, like in rock and roll, because rock and roll's changed a lot over the last 10, 20, 30 years. I think it's coming back. Fifteen years, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there is a movement coming back. Like, what are some bands that you enjoy? Um, I'm not really too honestly familiar with a lot of these uh, up and coming rock bands. I feel like the ones that I do know. Um, are the the ones that everybody knows like Greta Van Fleet and Dirty Honey and all those bands which are great um, I don't know if y'all listen to Ghost our bass player Mitch Goshi is obsessed dude. so I never like obsessed I never really listened to him um, and I, th- I just assumed you know based off of the appearance they were going to be like some like the heaviest band you've like ever church, heard, like, like, like another, Norwegian black like church, another metal. Slipknot, or yeah, like some black metal or something like that. And when I listened to him, I was like, like oh my god, like I just wasn't expecting this. And it really, honestly, like didn't really get into him. But 
in 2019 when they had Exit 111 Music Fest out there in Manchester, um, we went and they were playing the main stage and it was unbelievable. Like, like that's when you became sold. Nothing crazy, you know, but just like they were so good live and it they was put on a show, very theatrical, too. like very into yeah. It. Yeah, and it ain't nothing like you, like Slipknot. They're just going nuts on stage the yeah, whole time, right? But 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 like these guys are like so good. Yeah, like their their stage is like their stage setup is like just seems so massive and like really really clean too. Yeah. It looks like a cathedral or whatever, yeah. you know. It's really well thought out. Yeah, and I mean they just do you like their new rec? Their new record is very eighties. Influence, yeah. you can tell. Like I haven't really listened to we much have, of it. I've listened to it in the van. It went number fuck, one. Yeah, I've listened to it in the van with fucking Mitch probably twelve times through now. If, so. if you look back in the van or the bus where we are, Mitch has his headphones on that look like these. Those are them. He's listening to Ghost. That's all. He let you borrow them for this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves Ghost. I've yeah. never even listened to it, honestly. Yeah, Ghost is um, awesome. Um, what have you been listening to, Burrell? I've been wearing out. I mean, you know what ben I've been Chapman. listening to. The new Ben Chapman record is is the or the debut Ben Chapman record is really fucking good and really cool. And it's and it's cool to like watch someone um, that we've had on on our writers round within the round. Like seeing his full project is really cool. So I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, I've actually been listening to a lot of like hip hop and rap lately too. Like and. We joke around in the van with some of our music selections, so we listen to a little bit of that outsider music. Bonner knows what I'm talking about. Like we listen to Char- Charles Boyd Charles and Boyd. Wesley Willis. We yeah. definitely listen. We were listening to a lot of that this weekend and all that. But so, Ben Chapman Records is the one that I've been wearing out the last two weeks. I've been uh, in Alabama, so you know our production crew rolls out from Alabama. So I've been riding with Jason RLD. Drugs, and, drugs and lights. Drugs, drugs and, and lights, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> good thing his mom doesn't listen to the uh, podcast but we've you know i've ridden with him and he you know he's a lights guy so he's like listens to uh umphreys mcgee ah. he listens to like all that kind of like jam band stuff but um i he was listening to this band the other day called stoplight observations and they are fucking awesome. I've dude. seen them a bunch of times at High Walk, Cannery. And I put it on my story, and Bonner was like, "You?" he was like, you listen to them? I fucking love them. Yeah, I saw them at Cannery, High Watt, and they opened up for Waker one time at uh, Exit Inn. But their music's like super poppy, but like depressing lyrics. It's like great. It's slap. So they got you, like 12,000 Instagram followers. They're you, like... Yeah, you'd be proud of this. He, Trey texted me and was like, hey, put this in the set. And we, we were listening to it driving down to Macon. And I was like, bro, gave want- me some slack for it. I was like, do what I say. I sign your paycheck. Which I was one like, don't put in there. Too young. Yeah, and I, young. I was like, yeah. bold. I was like, that's a bold move. We'll see if the if the drunk rednecks get down to this. Like, well, especially making it's. We, and everybody it loved it. It. Yeah. it went. It was. It was a cool change up to hear something poppy nice. and the loud bass and all that. And people were people were fucking with it. Yeah. So nice. it was cool. But this is the coolest thing. Is like me and Jason. The next day, we listened to like three of the records mm-hmm. driving to the trailer bar. Range 231. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to send these guys a DM. So I sent them a DM, told them their music was awesome. And today they followed me back. So yeah, that's awesome. Not that any of that shit matters, that's but cool. I it's still it was cool, pretty though. cool. Yeah. Come, on, come on the podcast, guys. Yeah. Come on the podcast. So, so, have a French uh, bulldog. Let's collab. Um, one artist. <laughs> that would that be awesome. A buddy of mine who I do listen to. Um, is this, His artist, his name is Billy, but his artist's name is Starletta. Yeah. He, he played a... Uh, one filthy Friday back in October, but um, he calls it like 
80s sad pop or something. Yeah, I got to check it out. And it's like, it's that's like, that's bonkers shit. To me, man, it's like, if you like, uh, is it The Midnight? Is that the name of that artist? I think so. It's like, it's just kind of like, like yeah. modern 80s, like synth pop type synth wave. Yeah. And I mean, I love that shit. And like, any anything to me that's like, it feels 80s, but it's like, it's killer. And like, he, and I started like writing songs with him and it's like killer melodies. Um, production's great he does it all himself and he's he's one artist that's like new and he 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 went viral on tiktok too like a couple years ago before he moved up here um but uh um he's probably one of the only artists that like i start listening to like when i'm jogging yeah and i don't skip do you run a lot i try to yeah and like like every song was just like, man, this song is fucking awesome. You know, it just, it just feels good. You know, yeah, yeah I like uh, any of that stuff that just like really, you can feel that it's real. You know what I mean? And there's like real emotion behind it. And if it's kind of out of the box of something that we would normally listen to, that's all. They're usually cool. Like uh, I've been listening to Stephen Wilson Jr. a lot. Oh, oh dude, his shit yeah. is dude, awesome. He's awesome, man. One of the most interesting podcast interviews I ever did. Yeah, on, on and on in the round. On in the round, yeah. The dude's yeah. got some wild stories. Like yeah. grew up boxing and has had like alien experiences and like all kinds of shit. He's yeah, very music's, interesting, dude. His music's cool. I love his music there. That's why I love Cody Parks and the Dirty South because it's like. You know, not because I just know you personally, but I remember the first time I ever saw it, I was like, I fuck with this. I remember we were playing at like some fucking tin roof or some shit, and I was showing McElwain. Because at that time, y'all had the uh, the cover of uh, Seminole Wind out. I was like, yep. check this shit out. That song changed some things, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it did a lot for us. I feel like we, so when that was our debut. Um, and I knew, like I said, that we were going to be like so different for folks that I feel like we had to release a cover song along with an original that people knew that they could latch onto, like the, for the country crowd. And um, we'd been playing Seminole Wind forever, and I, that, that was just the one that we picked to record. And uh, um, we put that one out on the same day we did the other side. And, um, I mean, it, you know, we didn't have any, that was our first thing. We couldn't play at the time. You couldn't submit for playlisting or anything like that. And really the only people that knew about it were our yeah. friends, you know? Yeah. And, um, but Gina one day, probably like a month later, uh, emailed whiskey riff. And yeah. It was like, uh, Gina's the queen. She is the best kick ass version of Seminole wind or whatever. And they did an article like that yeah. day. And, um, every time that they would share it, it would have like this mini viral moment. I feel like on their platform to where you it would get like a thousand shares, and there'd be like hundreds and hundreds of comments and likes and everything, and people talking about it. And I feel like they did that like maybe once a month for like several months, and um, you you'd see like a noticeable like spike on Spotify, you know, yeah. and. Um, yeah, so Seminole Wind definitely. Uh, My favorite is Girls in Gasoline. Thank you. So Dawson yeah. Edwards. Dawson yep. Edwards. You got a yep. few few that you've written with Dawson that you put out, right? Yeah. That one and, well. You didn't write Girls in Gasoline. Uh, I thought he wrote that one. Mm-hmm. No, no, Dawson did. Cody didn't. Dawson oh, okay. sent me that song one day, and he's like, yo, I think uh, this sounds like y'all or something. He sent me like a demo, and, and I don't want to sound like, like a dick saying this, but like most of the times when like when somebody 
sends me a song. They're like, yo, this is like metal, like you guys. You hey, know? trust like, me, I, I know. And, oh, yeah, like, you know. and then I listen to it, and I'm like, man, this don't sound nothing like us, you know, like or what, or, you know, whatever. But like Dawson sent me that one, and like from the from like the first five seconds, I was like. But dude, we're cutting this thing. This but fun. dude, Redneck Rich has like that. Dun, 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 dun. That's yeah. got some serious. Uh, look at Burrell trying to like that, no. time. That's, cir- that's circle yeah. pitch shit. That's like Lamb of God. That's like Wall Slayer, of death. dude. Yeah, Wall that's of awesome. Death Exodus. I went shit. on like we, a, we wrote that song probably a couple years ago. Me and Dawson and Blaine Younger and at my house and wrote it. And to me, it was like one of those. It was like you know, it was whatever. It's down the middle and really didn't think much of it after that and recently when we were picking songs to record um i'd got you know we we went in initially wanting to do like five or six four or five six and like i couldn't i had like five songs that was up for like that like fifth or sixth spot you know and i'm like did i like all these and like i was like fuck it let's just do all of them you know whatever and I only get one shot to do this, you know, so I'm just going to do whatever the yeah. fuck I want to do, yeah. record all these songs. And, but like, I was like, Redneck Rich, you know, like I, I, I had maybe done like a verse and a chorus of that, like on TikTok, like the lyric just feels like cool to me that, you know, kind of chanty in some spots that folks can sing back to, you know, and uh, but I'm like, how can we make this like different? You know, how can we make it like us instead of just like a uh, country lyric and, I was like, let's just put two fucking breakdowns in it and make it like this lit. I was just like messing with this thing. And I was like, this just sounds like Pantera, Vulgar, Split So power do you normally, me, you know? when you write a song for Cody Parks and Dirty South, do you like just write like you would just write a normal song? And then once you have the lyric and everything, that's when you like produce it out and add all the breakdowns and extra stuff into it? It just or? depends. Like when I go in to write with you or whoever I'm writing with, I'm just trying to get a good the song. Best song yeah. I ain't necessarily trying to get one for writing you. for me, you yeah. know, and like I feel like a lot of times when I go in to write with folks, they're like, what do you need? And I'm like, I need a good ass song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't care. I just want to write Because you're going to put man. your own flair of it yeah. once you write and, the song. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, you know, if it's for me, it's for me. Then if it ain't, then whatever. I just, yeah. want, I just want a good song. But I feel like... Um, what about fuck it list? When are you gonna do that one? You're never doing that. That was one no. of my that was one of my favorite of like the random songs that were circulating when I first met you guys. Recorded I, it all on a on an iPhone. Yeah. If I'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it if you do it with me. All right. Deal. No, I like that one. That was a cool, cool song. I wrote that song with uh Rachel Hutchison and this guy named Big Al. And yeah. uh Big Al. The elephant from Alabama. Huh? Roll yeah, that's the that's the Alabama mascot, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I do like about you. You're not a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Yeah. ACC him. baby, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but uh, Big Al's this dude. He's massive, right? He's like seven foot tall and huge. And this dude is like a doomsday prepper. <laughs> and, and right, he, he they set me up to write with him, and uh, they're like, "Yo, he's like been on like National Geographic or something." And he was on the Doomsday Prepper show. He's got this like property out in Montana where he has like this like this mountaintop, this like hollowed out the top of this mountaintop, and he's got a bunker in there. And like half of the time he's here, and the other time he's out there. But like he had a uh, he had this song. Uh, he's like one day, uh, he's like, 
yo, he's like, let's write this. I got this thing called like fuck it list. And I'm, and this was like when I'm like green, brand new in town, yeah. like don't you know don't know what you know taking chances and all the things and i'm just yeah. like trying thinking i'm you know going in trying to write for radio or whatever yeah. and he's like let's write this song called fuck it list and i'm like cool what you know what else you got and shortly after that i go to this thing where uh craig wiseman is is speaking at and rachel who all who wrote that song with us she comes up to me and she's like hey like uh, Big Al said, he's got this thing called this fuck it list. He's like, I totally think we should do it, you know. And I'm like, and still, I'm just like, whatever. And then like during this thing, like Craig Wiseman was talking about how this dude that that he what he said he heard one song from the guy called Fucked Up Summer, and like he would have signed him if somebody else like hadn't already had had signed him or whatever. And he was just talking about, you know, just like, fuck, you know, fuck writing for whatever. Just yeah. write, just write, just write what's on your heart. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I was like, well, that's my sign. That's like Ward Gunther, like, uh, uh, has a song on Kid Rock's new record. Nashville, I Nashville, know. Nashville, I know. Or Nashville, I know. And it's like, you know, you know, making fun of people, but he's like, just write your heart and don't worry. And he made a post. He was like, just write what's on your heart and be yourself and it all works out. And yeah. that's that's the coolest thing. Funny story is like after we wrote that song and I did that, I probably sent him like that same thing that you have. I sent it to Craig and like his response was like uh just letting you know like I got this song kinda like this that's coming out on Kenny's record and like six months later that song Bucket, I think, came out on Kenny Chesney's record. Oh. And I think he was just kind of trying to tell me, like, I know you just sent me this demo. Don't think that, like, That's totally I'm, I'm ripping your shit off when you see my yeah. song in six months yeah. or whatever. That's cool. But it actually says, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I, I, I love. Like the, I love the this is made on GarageBand or whatever it is on the intro, yeah. like the yeah. intro of that demo. So if good. you want to hear fuck it list, go follow Cody Parks. Where do they find you at? Uh, at Cody Parks underscore the Dirty South is my Instagram. I don't know what my TikTok is. It's probably the same thing. Something yeah. like that. Uh, one one yeah. last thing real quick. Possum King. Has he gotten possums back? Clay Eubank is possumless at the moment. We're uh, currently looking. So if you have possums, holler at your boy. Yeah. He's the Possum King from Pulaski, Tennessee. How'd you meet him? Um, Last summer, uh, when I was putting the band back together after COVID, we had some dates that we had to – get ready for out on the west coast and um the guy that that's always played with me to or he double booked or whatever and decided to go play those shows then uh and, I, and well he was going to play my shows but i told him i was like i could tell you're like stressed about this go do that i'll find somebody else ain't a big deal because i don't want anybody worrying i don't want to have to fucking keep waiting around on somebody to whatever yeah but uh um so I was like in the middle of like message. I'm probably messaged like three guys and they were already like booked. And I was about to message this other dude. And I remembered, I was like, there's this guy named Clay that follows me and likes all my shit. And he looks badass. That's stage left guitar, right? Clay is the long hair and the beard okay. bass player. Yeah. It's bass sure player. yeah. And I was like, I'm going to hit him up. And you had never met him. You just knew him from him liking all your shit. Yeah. And and uh uh 
He's perfect. He's so it's tough. awesome to have a group of guys that are glad to be there and they believe in what you're doing. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. And that's what you're talking about with the pandemic, everything shutting down. Yeah. yeah. That makes Having everything, like, so much better, knowing that, like, your boys are your boys. And yeah. that knowing that, you know, they're really into what you're doing and they're invested into what you're doing. And, and trying to think of ways to make it better and then whatever they and can they're, they're going to put their fucking how, life how, into how it. How did you know? find out he was the possum king? Like, what was your introduction to, like, seeing the possums? Or did he have it all over his social media? I don't remember. I think uh, maybe he just told me. But, like, when – we were we were at Diamond Sound rehearsing one night, and uh, this was like the night before we left to go out to um, Washington, and he had the possums with him that he was taking to somebody's house so they could possum sit, and <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like he's like hey come here you know, I gotta show you something and he he carried them around like one of those little cat carriers. And at this point, they were like really little. They were only like their bodies were only like this long. They were kind of like kind of like rat size, you know. Yeah. And dude, they were crawling all over me or whatever. But uh, then like what the fuck? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! And dude, can, can we have that in the music video at some point? Like possums everywhere. Yeah, for sure. He's got a clay. Clay's got to trap some more. So acquire some more. He found these. Somebody called him up. Somebody. This pot. The, the possum's mom was dead, and they were still like on her tail or like in her pouch or something and they called up clay and he went and rescued two of them and raised them and uh later on in uh october of this past year like during halloween uh we brought them over i was like dude you've got you've got to get a tiktok and use these things in tiktok right so he brought them over and we like played through some songs and set them like on like a marshall cab yeah in front of me it's an know? iconic it's an iconic tiktok and uh uh we're playing, man, and like all of a sudden, I smell something, and I'm like looking around. I'm like, I don't see piss or shit anywhere. Oh, that's the TikTok video. Yeah, yeah. and I'm and, and Clay's like, "Damn, Cody, is that you?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. I don't fucking, <laughs> I don't see nothing though." And uh, and then later that night, I'm watching these videos back, and I'm just like watching me singing, but like out of my breath. <laughs> I see something coming out of this possum's ass, man. And I was like, damn it, there's a fucking turd somewhere in my room upstairs. And and I, I showed Gina, and I'm like, there's a fucking pile of shit upstairs. I need to go get up. And, like, I go upstairs, dude, and sure enough, like, it was just, like, kind of in the dark and in front of that Marshall cab where, like, you couldn't see it. And luckily, it was solid to where I, mean, I still, like, cleaned it. You know, but you just, like, pick it right up. And there was, like, a... On the Marshall logo on the cab, you see like a brown streak from where it like hit it going <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what was that penis bone that he gave you a couple weeks ago? A coon dick. Yeah. A what? Toothpick. A coon dick. Yeah. Coon dick toothpick. You, you've seen them probably. <laughs> they're coon dicks. They're like uh these little. Uh, I mean, they look like coon dicks. Yeah. They're but they're. Are they, they actually? Are they actually coon dicks? No, yeah, yeah, they are. Really? Yeah. People use them as like toothpicks or whatever. Raccoon dicks? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sterilized. You know. We need to get burrow ones. <laughs> yeah. We know, you know a guy. He loves Southern culture. There we go. It's yeah. like a uh, uh, popcorn Sutton used to wear them like in his in his little hat. I think it was like Johnny Knoxville that was interviewing him or something. He's like, "What's that in your hat?" He's like, "It's a damn coon dick." <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's some good shit. Oh boy. Well, I think we're ending on coon dicks. Coon dicks. Hell yeah. 
Thank you for watching my podcast, DM Monday. Please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Peace out. See y'all. Cause now when I leave it, I can't wait to come back. I get that 17 feeling when I cross the railroad tracks. Always wishing I was here, no matter where I'm at. It's like that hometown ground keeps on calling me back to where I grew up and where they're gonna lay me down. Can't believe I used to hate this town. Just past the spot where I quit that job And told my boss where he could go And there's the house she kicked me out Cause I couldn't tell that Bob no Thought I was too big for this place I was gonna show them all one day Kinda funny looking back